And what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Bear Down Sports Association Podcast, episode 194 today. Um, week four recap, week five preview. No, week five recap, week six preview. Um, as always, just myself on the pod, doing it from the bedroom. Um, it is 7.50 on Thursday. Very excited to talk about the league. We are through five weeks now. Everyone's got at least four or five games played now at this point. We'll go through um, we'll go through the games from last week. We'll go through some power rankings, some standings, updates, as well as week six preview and see kind of who everyone has left and what they're going to have to probably do to secure their playoff spot. Um, yeah. Rest of the league will be at Sayreville High School. Don't forget it. Uh, games this week, 9-1 to one, um, at Sayreville. Without further ado, let's get started. First game of the day from week five was the second half finale of UTEP versus Portland State. Um, was 14-14 entering the half. Got postponed till a week to be later determined. That week was week five. And... Um, UTEP scored two touchdowns in the second half, won the game 28-14. to Portland State had three three opportunities with the football, produced no points. UTEP first play uh, after a stop, went deep, Vingrano touchdown, um, kind of set the tone for the rest of the, the second half, and UTEP was able to come out with a win, um, a game that probably would have favored potentially Portland State had the game been finished in the hurricane due to... Abdul being a more of a running threat than a, a threat with his uh, arm. Portland State was very flat. They didn't come out with any energy. Mikey came out with energy at 9 a.m., was very ready to go. Um, Abdul was definitely not um, healthy, really, all season. Um, and it kind of showed in this one there was really just no energy. And that second half did not start well and did not finish well for the Portland State squad. They lose that game 28-14. to uh, We will stick with the... Um, Portland State squad as they played against Texas A and M. Texas A M wins that game thirty four to twelve. Um, Abdul couldn't play anymore; his knees were just too beat up, or wasn't able to stay in the game. Leota ended up actually playing quarterback for Portland State, um, and gave them some life offensively at times, but they just really weren't able to ever really protect him long enough, um, or string together any defensive stops to give themselves any chance to come back. They did cut the score to, I think, 26-12 to 12 at a point, but um, it did not matter as Texas A&M, who is kind of rolling now three straight wins, um, is looking like a team that's going to make a push towards a uh, top seed and potentially a deep playoff run. Uh, they look really good. Their offense is very electric. They have multiple um, formations and looks they can show you. Um, and succeed in a lot of different ways. Trevor is running a lot more now. He's using his athleticism fully to his advantage, I think, and I love to see it because I think that could always have been a huge part of his game, um, and now we're seeing it. Uh, the offense has been rolling the last couple games, looking really good on both sides of the ball. Defensively, they have Ace, who's probably going to lead the league in tackles. Um, Hardigan, they, they lost Saba, but it hasn't really hurt them yet. Um, they've had three strong defensive performances uh, since him being out for the season. Um, yeah, they got a lot of different in this game. They got a lot of different contributions. Chris Wallin, Zach, uh, Fro, Froese, uh, if I'm froze, if I'm saying it wrong, I'm sorry. Um, JT had a nice game. 
Um, they kind of got everyone involved, and it, it, they got a really good offense. I heard Trevor talking about like the Steelers from last season, how much he's spreading the ball around, and I do think that is true as a lot of guys on his team um, have a lot of targets, have catches. Noah Colleton also has been a part of the offense. So um, overall, I like where their team is heading. They're heading in the right direction. Three straight wins after a one and two start, and um, kind of giving themselves an opportunity to finish season six and two. A couple of tough games the last couple of weeks, but I'm not thinking I'm in a very to pick against them very much because they look like a team that's rolling. They rolled in this game. They win thirty four to twelve. Um, Abdul, I believe, is out for the season. They're going to have a new quarterback step in for that Portland State squad um, for the last two games of the year for them. Um, as for AM, two games left, four and two, I think sitting in third place in the standings, um, going into week six. Um, all right. Other 10 or other 930 game was Oregon versus UTEP. A very exciting game. Um, back and forth affair. Honestly, an absolutely amazing game, to be honest. I really just, I just paused the podcast to go watch the game again because it was honestly a really good game. Um, Guzman, huge game in this one for UTEP. Two touchdowns, interception that gave them an opportunity to win the game at the end. Um, Mikey did a good job, I thought, but the Oregon defense was really good in this one. They had a couple of interceptions. Um, Keanu made a really nice play uh, in the second half to make a nice interception on a pass to Vin over the middle. Um, They put a lot of pressure on Mikey. They made him get rid of the ball much faster than he wanted to. Cyrus was a huge part of the Oregon offense. The Justin, the quarterback for Oregon, is just he's a really good player. He's got a strong arm. Um, they were and they made enough plays to win the game. The game is won 27-21 Oregon. Final play of the game after a Guzman interception. Mikey throws an interception to Zay Copes, who takes it all the way back from end zone to end zone to win the game. A walk-off pick six. Game would have went to overtime um had they had that not happened. So um, huge win for Oregon, get them to four and three with one game to go. Um, they're a really talented group. They got a lot of guys that can make plays for them in the open field and they have enough guys to block and protect on the offensive line and get pressure on the D line. Um, I think both teams missed huge opportunities in the game, just either drop passes or, um, dropped interceptions. I think both teams had their fair share of mistakes that could have been taken advantage of by the other team, but just wasn't able to honestly on this day. Um, I'm still high on both of these teams. Now UTEP's three and two, Oregon four and three. I could see these teams matching up again potentially. Um, would be a very good game again. Uh, I like the way that Oregon plays. They use a screen to bring up their bring up the DBs and then hit guys down in the field. Cyrus had a touchdown, had two touchdowns in this game. Um, Keanu had a long bomb in the second half. Uh, but the story of the day was definitely Isaiah Cope's walk off pick six. To end the game. Um, also note, this game started 15 minutes late. Oregon had the ball to start. I mean, uh, UTEP had the ball to start both halves. So I had more offensive possessions than Oregon was still able to win. Um, impressive by them. But um, not worried about UTEP. They're a talented bunch. They have to do a better job protecting Mikey. That was not one of their better games. I think the offensive line uh, needs to improve dramatically and fast, honestly. Um, if they're going to continue to play good offense and move the ball effectively. All right, other, uh, no, 10-30 games. First game, Stanford versus Tulane. Um, Stanford wins 32-19. Um, 
We kind of controlled this game. They scored in the first possession. We scored right back. We get a stop. We score again. Uh, we get another stop. And then we scored again. And it was 19 to 6. And then 26 to 6 before halftime. Um, a lot of frustration on their end. Um, Jeremy Cruz, I thought, did a pretty decent job. We played a, a pretty much a cover two the entire game. Only two rushers. Um, and I guess putting more bodies back there was able to help. He still found receivers open. Um, we made some nice defensive plays. They had a few drops um, that hurt them. But overall, we just played a little bit better than them and were able to get the job done. Uh, we scored, I think, on five of our six offensive possessions, which I love to see. I think we got over 30 for the first time this season, which is kind of embarrassing to me. Um, but I do think the league's defenses are much better. Uh, Tulane off a defense that probably the worst they've looked. They were missing some guys. Um, Chris Johnson, late no-show. Um, didn't have temp. So I'm not – listen, we got the win. We got we needed to get the win. We were the better team on that day. We had the better personnel on that day, and we had to come out of there and get a win. We were sitting at 2-4. and four. And if anything else went wrong, we could have been looking at two and five and could have been looking at potentially missing the playoffs. But we get the win, get to three and four, put ourselves in a little bit of breathing room now. Um, Darielle had a touchdown. Jake had had two touchdowns. Um, Dion Miller had two touchdowns. I had a rushing touchdown. So uh, a lot of guys got involved. I thought everyone did a good, really good job. My team, we did a good job pulling flags. And we did a good job protecting me and allowing me to throw the ball down the field and find guys open as plays broke down. So I'm happy with my team's performance. Tulane, I believe they're going to stick with this uh, this quarterback change. I think they should stick with it. I think it gives their team the best chance to win. I think Jeremy's going to be good as he keeps getting reps. Um, and Douglas at offensive line as a weapon on the outside is much better than I think been playing quarterback. No offense, Douglas. Uh, Tulane is sitting at two and three with three games left. I think they'll make the playoffs, but uh, their team chemistry hasn't been great the last few weeks. So... Um, Want to see them uh, regroup as a team and kind of get themselves back on track together. Um, hopefully they can get a full team there and we can see what they're really about these last three weeks, see if they deserve a playoff spot or not. All right. The last game of the day was probably the best game of the day or one of the best games of the day. Uh, Oregon, not Oregon, sorry. Kentucky versus Colorado. Kentucky led by Chris Hogreef and company gets the win 20 to 13 um, late touchdown by the Kentucky squad puts them ahead for good. Suroff unable to mount a comeback. Um, really bad day from the Colorado offense held to just six points. Um, game started with a pick six from Justin, but Kentucky never blinked. They knew that they, they knew that they were ready to go. They had a game plan ready, a very good defensive game plan, basically double teamed and triple teamed, uh, Justin the entire game. Liam did a good job helping. Uh, Liam did a good job playing man underneath with the safety over the top. Um, I liked what I saw from Kentucky. They were able to rush to and get a lot of pressure. First Suroff, forced Suroff into getting rid of the ball quicker than he probably wanted to. Um, didn't like that Justin and Bowen just didn't get the ball thrown to them. I know Justin was being double teamed, but there are ways to get the ball into your playmaker's hands, um, even when they are being double teamed. I don't like that Suroff just allowed. Um, Kentucky to do what they wanted to do defensively. You have to take advantage and make guys and make teams um, 
get outside of what they want to do and you have to be, you have to figure out a way to beat what's going on um a couple plays i thought that justin maybe was open if sir was looking for him um maybe he wasn't maybe he just missed the throws didn't see them whatever it is what it is but they did not have a good day they only scored six points offensively and kentucky is proving to be the best defense in the league hogreaves team had a really good defense last year and it helped them, and they have a really good defense this year. On a day where they only scored 20 points, they're able to get a help from their defense, only allow six, really. They're off. Chris, Chris gave um, Colorado six points as well on a pick six. But I thought they played well. I thought they did what they had to do, and they got out of there with the win. Um, I'm not worried about Colorado. I know that... Um, I know that there was a little frustration from the guys after the game with how the game went. But I wouldn't be worried if I was them they have two of the best playmakers in the league and um they're probably not gonna see defense as good as that because that's probably the best defense in the league right now so um coalition another touchdown for them uh whole grief had a rushing touchdown did throw two interceptions but um all in all good enough to get the job done uh carvan also had a touchdown receiving so uh everyone got involved in this game for um Kentucky, probably their lowest output offensively in terms of uh, moving the ball in yards, but Colorado probably has the second best defense. Colorado easily has the highest scoring defense in terms of how much their defense gives them points-wise per game. So uh, these are two of the top dogs in the league, probably still the two top dogs in the league, but A&M, Oregon, and company are kind of creeping up a little bit now at Colorado and nipping at the heels of the two seed. All right, that does it for the recap. Um of the pod oh appalachian state takes a forfeit loss to um to colorado in this one in the last game they were supposed to play app state told me late that they weren't able to show up i have to count it as a forfeit the game was you could have told me days before the game didn't tell me until the day of forfeit loss all right um they said they will be back for the last two weeks of the season so hopefully there's not three more forfeits in their future all right, let's go through the standings of the league. Standings, standings. Kentucky one at five and one. Colorado two at four and one. Texas A&M third at four and two. Oregon fourth at four and three. UTEP um, fifth at three and two. Stanford sixth at three and four. Tulane seventh at two and three. Texas uh, eighth at two and two. Or sorry, Texas seventh at two and two. Tulane eighth at two and three. Um, Portland State ninth at one and five, and Appalachian State tenth at zero and five. Three weeks left. Um, not a lot of not a lot of games left. Like this week, we have seven games, and the following week we have five games. So only twelve games left in the season before the playoffs. Most teams only have two or three games left. Some teams only one game, and then Texas has four games left. We didn't talk about them as they did not play last week, but we will talk about them on this preview. My power rankings are as follows. I think Kentucky is the top team in the league right now. I think Colorado's number two. I think A&M is number three. Give me Oregon four, Stanford five, UTEP six, Texas seven, Tulane eight, Portland State nine, Appalachian State 10. Those are my power rankings. Not much different than the standings. Um, And personally, I think that on any given day, my team could be anybody. So it is what it is. But we're three and four. We're in a low seed, but we'll uh, we'll make a playoff run. All right, let's go to the week six preview. Week six preview 
starts with a 9 a.m. slate between the Colorado team versus Texas A&M. Ooh, this is a very good game. Two seed versus three seed right now. Colorado led by Surov, Justin, and Bowen, and Marola against A&M led by Garland, Hardigan, uh, Ace, and company. Um, whew. Colorado just got their wake-up call. Tulane riding high, three-game winning streak, looking like a top dog. Colorado's going to have to come in with a really good defensive game plan um, because Tex Trevor has been able to and Tex Sam have been able to do it in a bunch of different ways and score in a bunch of different ways um, and move the ball in a bunch of different ways. So uh, look for Tex A&M's offense to mix it up. I know this is a big game for Trevor and company. They're looking to get that big, the big statement win against one of the top teams in the league. Um, and I think that they're going to fall just short. I'm taking Colorado in this game. I like um, Justin and Suroff and Bowen to bounce back this week. It's going to be interesting to see what teams do. Do they watch that Kentucky film and try to mirror how they play defense? Oh, can you actually get pressure with just two against them if you have an elite rusher? Um, just questions are going to have to be answered by this Colorado team. Are they going to be able to offensively, if you are taking away Justin, are they going to be able to A, get him the ball still, and B, if they can't get him the ball, find other ways to move the ball down the field because it didn't look pretty last week. And they're going to have to figure out how to do that because more teams are going to come in with that same exact game plan. No one's going to let you just play pitch and catch with Justin anymore. Like that, the time, oh my God. Holy shit, touchdown. Wow, that was crazy. Sorry, crazy touchdown in the Houston in the Texans game. Um, but yeah, I'm taking Colorado, but they got questions to answer. And if AM wins this game, I know. Trevor said my MO is to say that if the other team wins the game, I wouldn't be shocked. But this is a game of two of the top three teams in the league, I think. So. It's not going to blow my mind either way it comes out. But if AM comes out, plays a similar style of defense to how Kentucky played last week and is able to have the same type of success, it's going to be another long day for the Colorado offense. But Colorado's defense is always going to keep them in games, never going to allow them to fall too far behind. They are a very good flag-pulling team, and they have good playmakers when the ball is in the air. Give me Colorado, but close one. All right, other 9 o'clock game. Got Tulane versus Portland State. Uh, Tulane... Um, reeling right now, lost three of their last four. Um, attendance has been a little bit of an issue. Um, could be tough sledding for them, but it's 9 a.m. It's against Portland State, who has had minimal offensive success this entire season. Um, they do have a new quarterback playing. Abdul will now be playing the rest of the season, so they do have another quarterback stepping in for them. I believe Jarwar is playing for Tulane in this game uh, in place of Temp for the two weeks that Temp is out. Um, and... I think Tulane should win this game, but Malik and the new quarterback could have something to say about that. The other team players on the team, like Ibrahim, um, uh, Noel, um, Omar, they're going to have to play much better. Yusef's having a good season, has four interceptions already, um, looking like uh, going to make an all-defensive team potentially. Um they they have a decent at they have some decent athletes but they got to start holding teams down and helping their offense out and their offense has been struggling this season. Hopefully their offense can get a jump start this week. But I'm taking Tulane because I've seen more out of them this season than Portland State. Ten o'clock game. Oh, another tough game for Colorado versus UTEP. Um, Colorado versus UTEP. 
10 o'clock. We already talked about Colorado. If they win that first game, going to be tough. Going to be tough regardless to go either 2-0 or 1-1. Um, I'm going to take UTEP to win this game. I'm going to take UTEP to beat Suroff uh, and Bowen and Colorado and company. I think UTEP is going to find a way to win at least one of their two games this week. And I think the better chance for them to win is at 10 o'clock versus the Colorado team. That's probably going to be very tired coming off of a back-to-back game against another tough team in A&M. Um, a lot of tough teams with double headers this week. UTEP plays Colorado, Kentucky. Colorado plays AM UTEP. So, um, statement games for a lot of these guys. Um, we'll see who comes out on top. I like UTEP in this game against Colorado. I think that they're just going to be able to apply enough pressure where in the second half, tired legs will run on Colorado and it's going to take Herculean effort from Colorado to pull off a 2 and 0. So, I'm going to pick them to go 1 and 1 and 1 on the day. Second game of 10 o'clock slate is Appalachian State versus Texas A&M. Uh, A&M playing their second game back-to-back against Appalachian State. Um, I'm going to take A&M this game. I have A&M going 1-1 one one in the day. Getting their win against Appalachian State could easily go 2-0. and um, Not much really to say here. Appalachian State has not scored more than 12 points in a game yet this season. A&M is averaging close to 30 a game. Um, they're on a three-game winning streak. They could be on a four-game winning streak coming into this game potentially. Um... But I'm rolling with A&M in this game. App State's got to show me something. they got to win three games to make the playoffs. So let's hope they're able to get at least one here in this first one. All right, 11 o'clock game. Kentucky versus UTEP. Hogree versus Mikey. I think there's going to be a lot of bad blood, a lot of shit talking in this game. I know they were trying to get this game moved up, but I'm not sure if that's going to be possible. Um, Kentucky is going to come in with only one game on the day. UTEP's going to be playing their second game on the day. I think it's going to be a hard-fought game against Colorado, which means UTEP could be tired. Plus, I hear UTEP could potentially be missing some guys at 11, for the 11 o'clock game. So um, I'm going to roll with Kentucky. They're the top dog in the league. I don't think I'm going to pick anyone against them the rest of the season, barring who they play next week. But um, I think I like them the rest of the season. They, Kentucky probably will finish 7-1 on the year. Two games to go. They've been playing really well. They're a complete team. Good, good, good offensive line. Good defensive line. Cogreaves playing really good ball right now, and they are um, got good athletes in the secondary and at receiver. So um, um, I think that Kentucky finds a way to get this one done. I think it's going to be a close, low-scoring game against UTEP, unless UTEP is very tired and Hogreaves and company are able to just kind of blow the doors off them. But I like UTEP's defense, so I think that they'll keep it close. Another 11 o'clock game, Appalachian State versus Texas. Um, Appalachian State versus Tommy Galante and company. I'm taking Texas every time. App State's got to show me something. Texas didn't play last week. Hopefully have a full team back coming forward for the last four games of the year. They have a doubleheader this week and doubleheader next week. Taking Texas in that 11 o'clock game. And then the lone 12 o'clock game of the day is Oregon versus Texas. Um, I like this is going to be a really good game. Very high scoring, I bet. Um, if both teams come prepared and ready to go, I'm taking Oregon in this one. I think playing only one game as opposed to playing two, as well as they are playing very good offensive ball and defensive ball right now. Um, Tommy Galante led teams. You normally have, uh, teams that they're teams that allow a lot of points defensively. Um, hopefully Paulie's back for this one. Hopefully their line is back for this one as well. Um, I'm taking Texas to go one and one Oregon to get their eighth uh, eighth game and final game of the regular season completed with a win and improved to five and three to finish the season for them. Um, I think that this is a, a, a star-studded 
pack of games. You have Colorado, Texas A&M, Colorado, UTEP, Kentucky, UTEP, and Oregon, Texas. I think those are four very good games, one at each time slot. So uh, make sure you come out and uh, support the league, support the guys, um, and come watch some good football. I think you're going to have at least one good game in every single slot. And you never know, the other games that you don't think might be good games could always turn into good games. Um, remember, games are starting at 9 o'clock on the dot, and we'll be at Sayreville High School. Do not be late. Thank you all for listening to this 23-minute and 30-second podcast. Peace.